Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. It is great to be with you. It's especially great to be with you. And one of the interesting things that I have been thinking about over the last couple of weeks that the real test and the question for all of us is when you don't have anything to think about at all, what do you think about? And whether you're staring out at a big blue ocean, whether you're looking up at a beautiful mountain, whether you're hanging out with your family or uh, just going for a walk by yourself, when you don't have anything to think about, what do you think about? Uh, You've heard me on this show before. We've talked about the power of going to the mountain, that you do have to take time to go to the mountain. And whether that's a a physical hike, uh, whether it's uh, just sitting still and not doing anything, whether it's listening to some great music or looking at a piece of beautiful art, what happens in those moments are both what renew us and rejuvenate us and restore us. Uh, They're also what allow us to be recreated and to think about things that can actually move us forward and in the direction we we really want to go. And when I want to go to the mountain, one of the people I always turn to, I always turn to our friend Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, uh, whose voice you've heard on this program. It was the it was the last interview he gave before he passed away way, way, way too soon. Uh, one of the great moral voices of our time. And he is one uh, who reminded me of an idea. Uh, and I read this this week as I had some chance to just stare out and think deep. Uh, but it was this whole idea of climate change. I had a conversation with Rabbi Sachs about climate change. Uh, but we weren't talking about forest fires in the West or glaciers melting. Uh, we were talking about cultural climate change. Cultural climate change is, is where symptoms like divisive politics inequitable economics, social and racial unrest, threats to free speech, cancel culture, all of those things are intrinsically connected in that. And the results can be catastrophic. And how do we correct them? How do we change that? We have to have a renewed moral sense. And Rabbi Sachs always understood that in such a a deep way that this social, this societal connection, that's the climate. And that climate has been changing. And this is one of the beautiful things that I love about Rabbi Sachs because he'll take you to one space. So we're talking about climate change and he's talking about this overheating of relationships and partisanship and division, uh, contempt, all of those things that create that fiery heat. And then he flips the script on you. And he said to me, he also worries about the Arctic frost 
of isolation, of loneliness, of despair, things that are freezing relationships, ruining families, and absolutely chilling our civil society, our connection to one another. So as we're thinking through the possibilities of how do we change that kind of climate change where we have both the heat of division, hate, and contempt, and we also have this Arctic frost that's freezing out our relationship, that's isolating us, uh, not just social media where we just kind of get in our own heads in our own space, loneliness, despair, all of those things. There's a path. And he pointed one of those out to me. He said, one way to conceptualize the change needed is by moving from a social contract, which he invites us to think about that we we gain. You know, it's kind of the, the transactional point of view, that we actually need to go beyond a social contract in our society to a social covenant uh, that invites us to focus on interests and who benefits. A covenant relationship, of course, is focused on identity and what can be transformed. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. To quote the rabbi, uh, that's an important change and transformation that a, a covenant relationship, as Rabbi Sachs stated it, is a relationship focused on identity, your identity, and the other person. And what can be transformed together? It's amazing how that happens. Uh, We stop seeing struggling individuals and failing neighborhoods as liabilities to be managed. And we can start to see those fellow travelers as individuals with infinite potential. We can see communities that may have been broken in the past, but they have sparks in them that can ignite a flame of entrepreneurship, of community engagement and civil society. It's always important to remember that in a civil society, uh, we'll lose not just money and jobs, but something far more significant if we don't change our trajectory. And that is freedom, it's trust, it's decency. Because those things, those things have a value, but they don't have a price. And it's that focus on things of value, of value, not price, value. And things like trust, things like decency, things that we seem to be losing, not only in our institutions of government and many of our political leaders, especially at the national level, but when we start to lose that trust in each other, that's when society really enters that cultural climate crisis. So how do we change that? How do we overcome all of those things? 
We've often talked about the fact that in our free society, it has given us the, the maximum of choice, but the minimum of meaning. Our, our freedom allows us to, to choose, but it doesn't tell us how to make those choices. So again, this maximum of choice, but minimum of meaning. And I would suggest that the meaning always comes through interaction. And I am one of those people who still firmly, passionate believe, believes that crying with strangers may well be the best way to solve a lot of the world's problems. Uh, coming together, gathering matters. Gathering with people you don't know, being surprised by what they bring to the table, what they offer, what they share, what that ignites in you, how you then respond with something of value is the upward spiral that will correct the cultural climate crisis. And it will bring us together so we can solve problems, so we can get out of the performative politics, so that we can get out of our tiny bubbles on social media, how we can engage with one another and link arms to solve the bigger issues of the day that always come down to principle and to people. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.